Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jake Walker, and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live for and long for the day of Jesus's return. You know, I really believe that on the on the journey toward the day, God's desire for us is that we wouldn't live debilitated by fear, and that our experience of joy in the Lord um, and from the blessings that He gives would increase in our lives and we'd be people of joy as we belong to him. And so in this episode, I just want to share a little bit of a story about some things I'm learning about moving from fear to joy. And I want to anchor uh, some of this in Romans 8, 15, that just says, the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And I want to bring in Nehemiah 8:10. It just says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. I'm really excited for this episode. Thanks so much for being with me. Let's jump right into it, and I hope that you'll be encouraged and equipped to live for and long for the day. Here we go. Hey again, everybody. Here we go. Like I said, I really believe that God's desire for his children is that they wouldn't be dominated by fear, but that they would live lives um, knowing the love of God. And from that place of knowing the love of God would live in the joy of God. And though we're not going to be perfect in this life, and so you know, it's, it's not going to be all dandelions and roses. I do believe that God wants us to grow in our ability to experience him. Why do I say all that? I, I just, I see it in scripture, you know, constantly the Lord's saying to his children, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I've ransomed you. I'll be with you. You know, I will strengthen you and uphold you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And we see often, um, from Jesus himself, right? In John 15, 11, you know, he's talking about how his desire is that his joy would be in his disciples and their joy would be full. And um, throughout the scriptures, we just see, you know, I'm thinking of Paul, you know, First Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. First Thessalonians 5, you know, um, I believe that's 16. And Romans 12, 12, right? Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Philippians 3, you know, he's all over, joy is all over Philippians, but when he says, you know, at the beginning of Philippians 3, you know, always be, whatever happens to your brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Uh, I never get tired of telling you these things. I do it to safeguard your faith, <laughs> you know, and and he talks about how he's convinced he's going to stay alive so that you know, he can see the Philippians' progress and joy in their faith. So joy is important. And I just, how is this connecting to living for the day? Why am I talking about this? I have a passion for myself and for those around me 
um, to not be be dominated to be to be racked with fear, but to live in the joy that God has for His kids and for His children. And I know that it can be um, a temptation of mine to kind of withdraw into fear and into dread. And so this is real for me. And it's kind of saying, you know what? I know that the Lord has more for me in this place of living consistently in uh, a place of joy and not in fear. And I believe that the Lord has that for us as we march toward the day. I believe the Lord wants us living in that joy. So just a little story. Um, I spent some time just being with the Lord, listening to the Lord, and I felt like he was reminding me of the importance of relationships. <laughs> that sounds kind of cliche, but the importance of relationships and, and investing in relationships, how important that is, made me think of a book that I had wanted to read for a while called The Other Half Church, subtitle, Brain Science, Christian Community, and Overcoming Spiritual Stagnation. So I got the audiobook and listened to it in two days. So I need to go back and re-listen. Actually, I've already re-listened to a couple chapters. It was incredible. All right. It's a whole book, but it's, I'll just really briefly summarize. So it's called The Other Half of Church, and it's talking about half of our brains and how we need to be uh, whole-brained Christians. It talked about how um, sometimes uh, in the Western church, we can be really great at emphasizing activities and things that our left brains process. So choices and cognition and truth and application. And no one, certainly not me, and certainly not the authors either, either would deny that <laughs> truth is so important and deciding, you know, to follow Jesus and to take up, you know, the spiritual disciplines are important. The point the authors were making was that things that the right brain processes are also crucial for our formation uh, in Christ. Some of the things that the right brain processes are relationships, joy, relational attachment, um, communal identity based on, you know, the teachings of Jesus. And, you know, it's, it was interesting because the book was written by a neuroscientist uh, as well as um, someone who uh, had used to be a pastor of discipleship at a really big church. And that that man was talking about how he was you know, he, he definitely saw fruit, but he was frustrated at times and confused at times at some of the lack of fruit that he saw. And he realized over time and through his relationship with the other author, it was really focused mainly on left side of the brain activities. And that a lot of the people that he saw experienced a lot of fruit were people that were also engaged um, in some of these right brain activities too. And it's just really amazing book that kind of the main takeaway I I took from it is, whoa, as a husband, as a pastor, as a dad, whoo, as just as a Christian, I got to take joy so seriously. I got to take relationships so seriously. Uh, And of course, 
Jesus has said that, um, you know, and his word has been saying that, but sometimes, you know, you just hear it in another way and it makes sense in a, in another way. What's cool is before I read this book, part of what prompted me to read it was I met with another, um, friend of mine who's also involved in youth ministry and he graciously gave me another book, uh, called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled People. And yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but it's been rocking my world. Part of it is the back of the book says, like literally the back cover says, is joy the icing on the cake of life or the fuel on which it runs? And I just loved the first couple pages or the first page. It just reads like this. If you're like us, you didn't grow up thinking of joy as a high priority. It may have seemed like something random that happened every now and then, but we certainly wouldn't have called it the fuel of life. It was much more like the icing of the cake of life, something that you might get to experience only after the basics of life were taken care of. But what we are learning from neuroscience is that joy is not a luxury. It's a necessity. And without it, without joy, our brains will default to running on fear. Whoa. That, this idea of contrasting fear versus joy in um, this book and the, the importance of joy in the other book have just been hitting me with a ton of bricks these past two weeks. And this book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled People, written by Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi, has been fantastic so far. Again, it's um, uh, really kind of taking a look at it from a neuroscience perspective. And it's just been really rocking my world. It's, it's, um, I've, I, I was thinking of Nehemiah 810 that neuroscience is confirming what the Bible teaches. Of course it is, <laughs> but the joy of the Lord is your strength. That sounds a lot like you know, joy is not meant to be the icing on the cake of life. It's meant to be the fuel on which it runs. Joy really is strength. But I really resonate with these authors when they talk about when, if we're not running on joy, we're going to run on fear. And they're taking a look at it from a neuroscience perspective. And the good news of, you know, the book is, and, and thank God for neuroplasticity is that we can train our brains to transition from living on the fuel of fear to living on the fuel of joy. And I just want to bring it back to living for the day. I just, for you, for the listener, I just really believe that God has, God has a desire for you to have an increase in your living of joy, living in joy and less living in fear. And we know that the ultimate place and way that that happens is through the gospel and is through looking to the one uh, who is with us and who says you don't have to be afraid and who holds us and the world in his hands and who has made us great and precious promises. (laughs) Um, We know that ultimately joy is found in God, but what's so cool is that science and neuroscience in particular it's discovering things about the way god designed our brains and so this book is talking about all these cool you know practices of 
um, it's called the four habits of joy-filled people. And so it's, it's these practices that we can take that are, that are biblical, <laughs> that help our brains experience joy. For example, um, one of the main ways we lay a foundation, it's called, it's, they kind of use the analogy of building a joy house. We all have an inner world, you know, with thoughts and emotions and all of that. And they kind of are saying what's natural to have is a fear house <laughs> in our inner world. But, um, but we can build a joy house. And some of the ways that we, we do that, we lay a foundation of being able to calm when we're, you know, experiencing, you know, uh, fear and, and bad emotions. We learn how to calm, calm ourselves. That's the first habit. Second habit is appreciation, gratitude. (laughs) Hello, Bible. (laughs) You know, with Thanksgiving, present your quests to God. Um, Two of the other habits are storytelling, kind of telling, remembering stories of when you, you know, were experiencing something hard or fearful or or bad, and uh, you were able to uh, recover and come back to joy and kind of building that resiliency of like, hey, I've done this before, and this feeling of fear or anxiety or whatever, it's not the end of the story, but God's got a way for me to come back to joy. And then the last one is attacking toxic thoughts, right? And I haven't even read that chapter, but I know what God's word says about that, right? We, we meditate on what is good and right and true and honorable and pure and lovely and excellent word, praiseworthy. Come on. So I just love how all this neuroscience is, is um, backing um, what God's word says. But I guess I just wanted to come on this podcast today and really just um, share a little bit of that, of what I'm learning and what I feel like the Lord's speaking to me right now. And maybe he's speaking to some of you too. Hey, maybe it's natural for you too to live with a, a fear house. But God wants to help you build a joy house, a joy house in him. And there are, you know, it's not that you can just will yourself to feel joy, <laughs> but you can choose to do things that over the long run, long run, if you train, that there can be really tr- real transformation in your physical brain. <laughs> and you can develop a joy house. You know, it's, it's neuroscience wise, I think it's called like the, uh, gosh, nope. I think it's the right orbital prefrontal cortex or something like that is where it is the joy center of our brain. We got to develop that, the joy center. And we develop that by, you know, knowing how to calm ourselves and, to, and gratitude and appreciation. But we also need to learn how to make joy pathways back from, you know, emotions and feelings that are, that are hard. And, um, I'm just passionate about it for us, for the living for the day community, for myself, for those around me, that we would live with great joy because my dad always talks about this, but man, it's just so much more winsome for the kingdom (laughs) when we're people of joy. It's like if Christians are always, you know, depressed (laughs) and down, Uh, as a whole, like that's not, you know, kind of pointing to 
the goodness of the gospel, the goodness of relationship with Jesus. And so I think it's it's important for our witness, not that we, you know, fake anything. Of course, it's not what I'm talking about, but developing true joy in our hearts and minds. So again, I want to go back to Romans 8, you know, that says, the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. In the other half of church um, book, they kind of talk about joy as the feeling you get when you see somebody else's eyes light up when they see you. That's uh, That's a feeling of joy. And I don't remember exactly how they do it, but they made the connection with how, you know, in the Aaronic blessing, it talks about, you know, may God, may his favor be upon you. May he make his face to shine on you. And just the importance of us believing in Christ. God is smiling on us that his eyes would light up when he sees us. And I just think that that's part of how we get that Abba Father. (laughs) Because when we are saved, when we repent and believe, we are children of God. And his wrath is removed. (laughs) And we're made right with him and he, and we have the righteousness of Christ and he smiles upon us and we see the twinkle in his eye and whew, that will bring you some joy. Again, what I want to say, I want to, I want to invite you into a journey of, of taking seriously your joy on the, on the journey of living for the day. I believe that your joy matters. Your joy is not just icing on the cake of your life, but it's actually meant to be um, some of the fuel on which it runs because the joy of the Lord is your strength. I believe we weren't made to live in debilitating fear, but in joy. And so I just want to invite you. I'm going to pray for you in a second and then we'll wrap this up. But um, hey, let's tear down our fear house. Let's build our joy house. Um, How do we do that? Well, I'm learning, but I know from the scriptures that it has to do with God's deep love of his children, his promise to be with us and to never leave us, and the good news of the gospel, that in Christ, God's wrath has been removed, and we have the hope of being with him forever. (laughs) And I heard it was good the other day, just that Christianity is not just a me and God religion. It's a we and God faith. And I believe that a big part of joy in the Lord is doing this life, loving Jesus together and sharing our burdens, bearing with one another, loving one another. But I'm also learning in this great book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled People, and um, learning to practice gratitude, practice thankfulness, 
practice remembering memories of God-honoring joy. So um, I'm sure I'll share some of the things that I learned along the way, but I just believe that the Lord is calling me personally into less fear and more joy. And I want to invite you into that too. So let me say a prayer and we'll wrap up this episode. Father God, I just thank you that your desire for us is not that we would be debilitated by fear, but that we would live in um, joy in you. So God, I just pray for the person listening to this podcast. God, would you just remove and banish fear from their lives? Lord, I just pray you'd bring healing and maturity. Thank you for them, Lord. Thank you, God, that you have a future not dominated by fear, Lord, but but of deep hope and anticipation and joy living for the day. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Thanks so much for listening in. If uh, you wouldn't mind... uh, if you haven't yet already leaving a review especially on apple podcasts of living for the day that help i believe get the word out we also have a sub stack it's a bi-weekly newsletter where i share i share the link to the weekly episode or the bi-weekly episode and share an encouragement a scripture prayer and what i call jake's tool for tomorrow just something to encourage you and equip you to live for the day Hey, thanks so much for being with me. I appreciate you. And let me know uh, if you're listening in and uh, being encouraged. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Blessings. Blessings.